listening to Show Up, Stand Out, an online visibility show where we discuss how you can become more visible using social media and beyond, attract your perfect clients, and create more free time in your business and in your life so your dreams can finally become your reality. Strategies, mindset, interviews, opportunities, and lots and lots of actionable tips brought to you by your go-to online visibility strategist and your host, Juliette Stapleton. Hello and welcome to Show Up Stand Out online visibility series for entrepreneurs. My name is Juliette Stapleton. I'm known as the Queen of Visibility and I am the host of this show who brings you amazing, amazing guests. Today I am excited. We're going to talk about some serious stuff that you guys need to focus on no matter what level of business you're in. Let me introduce you to Wendy Breakstone. Hi, Wendy. Hello, how are you? I am great. Guys, Wendy is a business management and operations expert, and she helps six-figure entrepreneurs and CEOs double their revenue, expand their impact, and remove the roadblocks so they can scale their growth. We are going to talk about scalability, and I know that in our audience there are people who are uh, already you know, in their six, seven figures businesses, and we're going to touch a little bit of that. I also know that there's a lot of people who say, well, that's not for me. I am not, I'm far away from that. But you know what? Maybe you're not that far away from that. And this is why you need to tune in. So, Wendy, I'm just going to ask you in your own words, you know, what is the scale is the word that a lot of entrepreneurs, they kind of desire and dread at the same time. <laughs> they do. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard word. And when you think about scaling, you think about growth, you think about impact, and you think about money a lot. And what I, how I like to think about scaling is really about what your, what your own personal level of success is. Now, for instance, no matter what level of business you're at, no matter what, you know, if you're a brand new entrepreneur or you're already getting ready to scale up to seven figures, you do need to be looking forward and looking forward and scaling your growth. Isn't just about throwing more money at marketing or, bringing in more clients. It's about strategically thinking about your entire business and how your systems and the foundation of your business can, can withhold and withstand and hold up a growing scaling business. So when I talk about like scalable success, when I talk about my scale model or being a scalable CEO, I'm really talking about doubling your revenue and scaling your growth and that means different things to everybody. It doesn't mean the same thing to me as it does to you, Juliet, right? So depending on where you are in your own journey, be conscientious of that. You don't have to be scaling to seven figures. You could be scaling to five figures and that's great. But whatever it is, you need to think about it in terms of the big picture in your long game, I think. I agree. And I think that a lot of people are actually not looking with that sort of bird's eye view, big picture, where are they heading? They're too concerned about right now, you know, creating something that will work right now. And sometimes these things that they're creating are requiring so much time, so much effort that they are not feasible on a bigger level. And then they, they reach that, that ceiling very, very fast. So what we're talking about here is that you're saying that it doesn't matter what level you're in, 
you need to think about scaling at the very first, like at, at the start. And I know you also talk about things that people say to each other, like the lies that... Uh, <laughs> My four lies. We are CEO all CEOs. You're one man, you know, you're a CEO of your business, whatever, how many, doesn't matter if you don't have a team or anything. But there are certain lies that we're saying to ourselves, you know. So yeah. I, I love, and I've heard it already before, but I, I would love you to share. I would love to. And, and I do like to start this conversation by saying that when you are an entrepreneur, oftentimes we get into these kind of buzzwords. I'm a solopreneur. I'm a creativepreneur. I'm a wellnesspreneur. And like you just said, regardless of whether you have a team of two or a team of 20 or a team of zero, you need to act like the CEO of your business. Because when you think in terms of being the CEO, you are thinking about your business as a whole and not just about being a cool entrepreneur, not just about what's happening in the now, but also considering what's in the future. And a lot of the times, so let me, let me tell you about some of these, some of these lies that we tell ourselves. Okay. The first lie is especially when you're growing and you hit these different levels or precipices of growth, you start to think nobody can do X, Y, Z as good as me. And we want to hold on to everything that we do. We don't want anybody else to do it. Now, thinking that you can do everything better than anybody else is a huge lie because there are experts in different fields and we're so blessed and fortunate to be able to find and work with experts that can absolutely do whatever it is better than you. And let me give you an example. If you think that nobody can post your social media as good as you, and you're not a social media expert or a social media manager, if that's not your core competency, you need to think about getting that off your plate, okay? Like that is something that there are tons of people that can absolutely do it better than you can. So that's the first lie is nobody can do it as good as me. I always have to do this. That's, that's just silliness. The next lie I hear a lot is I'll just hire a VA and that's going to solve all my problems. Now, I think this is particularly dangerous because while I have VAs and I love VAs, and when you find that VA that you gel with and you jive with, hold on to that person and pay that person really well. But VAs are doers and they're implementers and you need those people on your team, but generally they are waiting for direction. And if you don't have that strategic, strong, uh, solid system and foundations in place for what strategic road you're on, you're going to be just tactical and telling your VA to do stuff that probably isn't going to move the needle. And then I often hear like my CEO friends say like they hired a VA six months down the road, they let the VA go and they're not any farther along. And it's because tact because they were thinking only tactically and not thinking about the strategic roadmap of their business. Okay. So that's the second lie that I hear a lot. The third lie, and this is a lie I hear a lot when I'm working with multi six figure entrepreneurs that, that, that are looking to scale, but they don't, but they're kind of stuck, they've hit a plateau, is I'm just going to throw more money at marketing, or I'm just going to create a new lead magnet or create a new funnel, and that's going to fix the problems. Now, most of the time when you get to that level and you start to plateau or you start to kind of level out, 
it's not a marketing problem. If you've gotten that far, you really don't have a marketing problem. You know how to bring leads in, you know how to bring clients in. It's the, the problem is, is that your business and the foundation of your business isn't strong enough. So you're almost taking one step forward and two steps back. Here's a really good analogy. Let's say you're building a house and you decide you've lived in this house for a couple years and you decide I'm going to build a second story on the house. Well, the first thing you're going to do is bring in a structural engineer to make sure that the foundation and that the house is strong enough to hold up the second story. You can't build up if the foundation, what you see underneath, what you can't see underneath isn't strong enough to hold up a second story. So that's the third lie is you can't just throw more money at marketing. You actually need to strengthen the foundation. Does that kind of resonate with you? Absolutely. Actually, this is, this is so, so funny because I am definitely someone who has seen the lie number one in some of my clients, right? Yep. And I have done it myself. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. You know, it's like hiring something that you're very good at Hiring someone to do that is a nightmare sometimes. And you say to yourself, you know what? It's going to take me so long to explain to them what I want and micromanage them. I just do it myself. Exactly. And, but this is actually not where the time should be. So instead of, for example, doing a live video, I'd be sitting there and designing something that I'm, I love doing, right? But it's not right. actually something that's important in my business that I do it right now. Exactly. And you know what? That's like working, at, you know, and sometimes when you decide you're going to do it all yourself, that is as detrimental as hiring a VA and having a VA do stuff before you have the systems and, and strategies and kind of framework to help the VA because it is a catch 22 between those two lies, right? You have to find the right balance and you have to kind of figure it out. But I encourage people to spend Instead of spending time, you know, creating your own Canva graphics because you can and it's fun, but it's not an income producing activity. It's not the way that the CEO should be spending their time. Create a system for how you want your graphics created and then pass it off to your VA. Okay, don't just pass it off and wing it and then, you know, figure it out as you go. Like, think about how is this going to work for me and then you train your VA to do it. So that's that, a really that is actually such a great warning. And I know a lot of people are saying, okay, you know what? We can, we can just get a VA and uh, they wouldn't understand yet what they're doing. They have no, no understanding, but they think that VA is like a, like a silver bullet. But what you mm -hmm. said, Wendy, earlier, VAs are implementers, you know, they're doers. So you need to give the systems, you need to train them, you need to explain exactly how you want this to be. And I made that second lie. I made that mistake last year as well with, with the VA when I hired a VA and I ended up just every time I, I had to train or, or direct or anything I didn't have systems in place and I just I wanted help sort of for the sake of help you know but I didn't have systems in place so it was something that it was a catch-22 and I think well and then and you become you get very kind of you get into a cycle that you keep repeating around lie one and two yes <laughs> I can't do it okay maybe I'll hire a VA the VA didn't work I have to do it myself I can't do it all myself. I'll hire a VA. The VA didn't work. I'll have to do it myself. And you keep going around in circles and really you haven't solved the underlying problem. And that is you need to strengthen your systems and foundation.
You know, I'm so glad you're saying this. That's ex exactly what I had, but I only ever had one VA who was the perfect VA ever in the world. And mm -hmm. yet I wasn't ready. My business wasn't ready because of what you just said, because you, yeah. first you need to have foundations and systems and then you bring the team. So hopefully, you know, this is the, like, I, I didn't go into the cycle <laughs> with him, but I'm glad that I, I knew straight away. And you know what, guys, that's why when you're starting your business and, and this is what happens a lot of times, especially in, in, in this audience. We have a lot of people who are, you know, comes from energetics, like healers, you know, and, and people who yes. have all this spiritual life and, and they don't want to, they don't usually tend to see business as business because of whatever limiting beliefs we sometimes have about business being, you know, business equals money, but it's kind of good and, but it's bad. And you don't think about it. You don't think about the systems. You don't approach it with the actual clear head and without, you know, listening to your intuition and spiritual or anything. And you have to have this balance. You can't just shy away and not looking at business as a business and not putting that CEO hat on and, and, and seeing that this is the problem that I see a lot, you know, so you start talking about business structures, but it's this different kind of <laughs> way. Of well, and you know, it's okay, especially because you, you know, when you're working with these, these soulpreneurs and these healers and, and people that are more in the arts or in the creative genres versus the kind of the more structured, no, what I would call like, business yes. management kind of stuff they have more fun or maybe, but here's the thing that I try to impress upon them is they can be the CEO and focus on serving. And when they focus on serving, the money will come. And that's one of the things that I try to, um, uh, share with my clients, especially the ones that struggle with entrepreneurial anxiety is if you set your goals based on money, which is what you're talking about, that these creativepreneurs, these soulpreneurs don't want to focus on money. They feel that it's negative. It brings them a lot of negative energy or it doesn't, it doesn't jive with their purpose and that's okay. So what they need to be thinking about is how many people can I serve? They're not a nonprofit, so they do need to charge what they're worth. And when you charge what you're worth and you serve from your heart, the money will come and you will reach your goals. You're listening to Show Up, Stand Out with your host and online visibility strategist, Juliet Stapleton. If this show brings you value, subscribe to our podcast and never miss another episode. And you can still be a powerful CEO and follow that roadmap and get to where you want to be and still have a very strong systems and strategies in place. Creating systems and strategies don't make you less of a creative entrepreneur or a less of a intuitive. It actually, you get those systems and strategies in place to run the back end of your business and it actually frees you up to be more of the intuitive because you don't have your headspace wrapped around all of this like mumbo jumbo that's floating around in there because of all the stuff that you know that you're ignoring, right? That is so true. What, what actually I, I so love it because this is exactly the question I wanted to say, to ask you. So mm -hmm. stuff that you're ignoring, what, <laughs> what, is it, what do people in your opinion tend to ignore? Let's, let's just shine some light on this. So guys, there's no escape. You have to watch this and then we're going to just say it as it is. You're ignoring these things in your business. What do you find that people tend to ignore and put under the rug? Well, 
going live. <laughs> we talked a lot about that. No matter, I think that's universal, right? Like people have blocks around going live. People have blocks around, um, I think personally, this is my own opinion. I'm, I'm not a, an expert in this particular thing, but what I have found from working with a lot of clients is people put blocks around things that make them uncomfortable and that they don't feel like they're an expert in. And that caused them that feeling of anxiety that, but those, those butterflies that don't feel good, or maybe that create that swirl in their mind. Okay. So those are the things that we're going to avoid, right? If you are an analytical, you're going to avoid probably creating social media content because it's, it might be hard for you to put on a creative hat. If you're a creative and you love creating social media content, you're probably going to avoid what you think systems in your business need to be. Now, all of that said, I think one of the things that happens is the things that you ignore the most feel the most complicated to you. And I always try to make systems the most uncomplicated thing because I'm a systems and business management expert and I don't want overly complicated systems. I don't want to spend more time, you know, well, maybe I do, but I don't want to spend more time than necessary tooling around in my systems, right? I want to be able to move on to some of the systems that I even prefer. There are systems that I don't even like. So, of course, I think know, it's, it's like it's what, it's what what works for you as well as you have to have systems. Yeah, yep. maybe in general, you're sort of saying, oh, I'm an intuitive person. I go when I'm inspired. No, no, you can't do that. You have to have the systems. Some things will work for you very well. Some things just won't work for you, you know, and the way your brain operates. But there's something that, uh, Wendy, you said to me, you know, when we were booking this show and you said that, you know, you want, you like in your spare time to hang out with your family. I always say that the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate goal of everything that I do here is that I can go out for, for a coffee with my husband anytime I want, right? So the same kind of goal, hang out with your family. So we need those systems so we have more time to hang out with our families. We need, like there's other side of things. People are shy away from things that they're afraid of because they make them uncomfortable. And yet these are the things that usually bring that the money that we deep down desire, no matter what the brain tells us, we still, you know, that's why we're doing all this, but we also want totally. free time. We also want to spend, you know, not kill ourselves and 24 seven doing all these things and getting overwhelmed, but we want to actually just go and, you know, have some free, just have life, spend time with our doggos and 100%. And so let me share something with you. Lie number four, I actually haven't shared it, quite yeah. yet. And line number four sounds like this. I can't afford it. I'll just work a little bit more and eventually it'll get easier. Now, let me just say, it's not an, it's not an expense. It's an investment. When you're, when you're spending, when you're spending money on your business, it's not an expense. Number one, you can write it off at the end of the year. So that's a huge bonus, right? And I'm in the States. So that's something that, that we do quite a bit here. Okay. Number two is you have to make an investment before you get the reward. And here's the analogy that I like. If you are going to play the stock market, okay, or go to the doctor and get, let's say you go to the doctor because you have an earache and he gives you some medication or she gives you some medication for the earache. You don't say to the doctor, hey, 
if my earache goes away after I take the medicine, I'll pay you for the visit and the medicine. No, no, no. You pay up front. And that's the same thing as investing in your business. You have to invest in your health. You have to invest in your business. You have to make investments in life. If you play the stock market, you buy the stocks and then you get the return. You don't say to your broker, I'll pay you if the stock goes up right? And so these are critical investments that you have to make. Now, the other thing about this lie is you can't work more and expect it to magically get easier. Parkinson's law states that if you allot a certain amount of time to work, you will fill the allotted amount of time. You're never going to and sooner. If you if you have a task and you allot it a half an hour, it's going to take you a half an hour. If you allot the same task 15 minutes, you can probably get it done in 15 minutes. So it's a lesson that has to be learned. It's never going to get easier. Now, here's the one of the critical things that I love to share with my clients and one of the systems that I think is the easiest. And you just touched on it when you talked about being able to go to coffee whenever you want with your husband. And that is the first and foremost, the system that I think everybody needs to have in place is a system for online scheduling and making sure that your calendar has boundaries around it. And the one way to do that is to use an online scheduler and to keep your calendar and your scheduler synced up so that if you know you're going to have a coffee date with your husband, you block it out and that time is not available. Otherwise, you will work through the time. You're going you're gonna to upset your partner. You're not going to show up for your kids when you need to. You're not going to show up for your dog walk when you need to, for your spa, for your facial, whatever it is. Boundaries make a huge difference. This is so, so funny that you said that because you know, when I say I want to go out with my husband, the keyword there is that anytime I want. So I can't plan it because I might want to do it in 15 minutes from now. But you know what? It, it ever, ever since I was working and doing my online, the online business came from that point of view. I want flexibility and it is possible. But what you said is so important. In my case, for example, the boundaries I laid down to the clients, to the clients who were not respecting the boundaries, who were ringing all the time who were you know needed things there then and now and you know as someone who likes to used to like to please people I would be there and that was causing this you know putting the family on the back burner while you're doing your business and that is actually causing resentment that's causing so many problems so in a way whatever what I wanted to basically summarize here is that whether you can do what you're saying and just actually book it out this is my family time this day today I'm not working I want not I want not to work on Fridays and it's possible because it's absolutely you can do all your work in much less time Absolutely. And, you know, especially with a, an online scheduling system, it does two things for you. One is it puts up the boundaries around you so that you don't end up, you know, spending all day and all night in your office and that you can, you know, do things. The other thing that using an online scheduler does is it allows your clients to choose and to make choice. And, if you, you know, I tell people, if you're going back and forth in email, trying to schedule things with clients, you look wishy-washy, you don't look professional, and you might look too busy. And when you give your clients a link to your scheduler, they get to choose what works for them within the boundaries that you've set. So it's really a win-win to use these types of systems. Now, for instance, you can, you can set it up so that 
people can't just slide in a half an hour before time, before a day. People might not be able to join your calendar or set something 24 hours in advance. So you can look at your calendar and say, great, I've got a free hour. I'm going to go have that coffee with my husband. I'm going to take a walk, an extra walk with my dog or go take a bar class. I know you asked me earlier, what, oh what is bar goodness. class? Oh my God, guys. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy said, you know, in her, in her bio, she said she likes to take bar class. And I was like, what is bar? And I, I spent half an hour reading up on what bar class. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, it's true. So this is a type of fitness class. <laughs> Just for those It's who- a fitness class. I don't go to a bar. It's B-A-R-R-E. <laughs> and it's a fusion between ballet and Pilates. And most of the time you're standing up and it's a great workout. I highly recommend it. But, you know, in my free time, I can slip in a workout. I can, I can do whatever I want to. I can go grab a sushi roll if I want to, whatever that looks like, because I have boundaries. And as your team grows and as your CEOing grows and you have more people under you, having boundaries, especially how you operate with your team and communicate back and forth with your team and, you know, have quiet time in the morning or productive time or flow time, whatever you call it. It's especially important to set up those boundaries around your calendar. I I agree 100%. And in fact, you know, just before, before we um, sort of finish up, I think it's important to say sometimes people are feeling um, they're, people are not growing their businesses around their dream lifestyle, which is having more time, having more headspace, creating times that, you know, if I want to um, say, if I want to do my working out, I need a routine. If I don't have that scheduled in my calendar, I actually won't do it because the lazy part of my brain will just want to do it. But if I have it, (laughs) if I have like a a record in my calendar saying 12 o'clock, do your workout, you know, and I work out at home, but I will go and do it just because, you know, I have a 12 o'clock, I have alarms on my phone that are telling me do this and do that. When, but what I decided to, years ago that I'm never going to build my business around my clients. I'm going to build my business around me. And I have only attracted but the best clients ever since. And having happier life, you know, feeling better, having those boundaries, having spare time to do whatever I want, booking places and going traveling whenever I want because I can manage my business because I have the systems. So if you take that, think about the life you want and then you build it all around and the systems and the boundaries, I think it's going to really benefit benefit you and how you are and who you attract. Absolutely. I love that. And what you said right there is you are building the business that works for you and that's attracting the right clients for you. And you're not taking on the riffraff and you're only working with people that you vibe with. Now, I want to, I want to say something about something you said in there about that alignment piece Because one of the things that I work on a lot with my clients is I I tell them they need to commit to their one main thing. And that means sometimes we get this kind of squirrel vision where we're kind of chasing squirrels through a park and it's, it causes you to lose focus. And we all have one main thing that we do well. My main thing is I'm a business management expert. Yours is visibility, social media, right? Getting out there, getting visible. Now, I know how to do marketing, but that's not my one main thing. If I tried to do all of those things, I wouldn't be able to attract my ideal client. My one main thing aligns very specifically to my core values and my core vision. And that keeps me on track when times get tough, when I get down in the dumps, when I'm high, you know, when I'm, when I'm like elevated or high because I've got a great client that I'm working with and I'm super energized. But when you focus on your one main thing and you go deep instead of wide, 
then you can really attract your ideal audience. And it is so key, so, so valuable, so key. I am so, you know, guys, I'm the living testament of this because I, I started my business eight years ago and I was this, I was like a one man orchestra. I could do everything yep. and people were hiring me and literally I, I couldn't even explain what I do because I did everything, you know, from accountant to online management to, you know, doing everything, you know, even packing, there was an online business I operated all myself or somebody else. But that's not, it's not bringing any satisfaction. It's not your dream life. And it's just, it really isn't attracting good clients. And I know, and I say that sometimes inside, you know, with my students when I talk, I say, I attract only my ideal client. And they look at right. me with this hope in their, when they're in their eyes, but this is true because of the decisions. And you say, you learn to say no, and it's okay to say no when there is not a good yep. fit. It's okay because for you, you're going to feel so much better. And if you make a decision from the point of, you know, fear that you're not going to get enough money or, you know, what if I say no? And you know, how am I going to survive this? You will survive it so much better. The moment you let something that doesn't work go, you open up a void and good things come into your life. This is what I've learned. Absolutely. And you know, I always say if, if you, whatever you're saying yes to, you're automatically saying no to something else. And so keep that in mind. If you're saying yes to a, a bunch of like riffraff clients that don't feel good in your gut, that don't really align, but you're just doing it out of fear, you're saying no to opportunities that are your right clients. And so you have to kind of keep that in mind. And it can be so scary, especially when you're just starting out. But it's one of those things like you have to, people talk about niching down a lot and finding your target audience. But when you focus on your one main thing, your target audience will find you. I promise. That is exactly what I always say. Keep doing it. Show up, show up as who you are with your, that one thing. And people just, they emerge. Sometimes they don't even totally. like as a social media or as a visibility expert, they sometimes never even interact with you. And the next thing you know, you're working together because that was the right person watching you. And, the right time. You know, and, and just, and you, you will attract for the perfect people. And that's a guarantee. Wendy, thank you so much for this lovely chat. There's so much goodness in it. And I know that you have a, something that people who are interested into finding out more about the business systems that they can follow and watch. Absolutely. You know, whether you are just starting out or you are on the precipice of that seven figures and you're really looking to scale long term, I have a four part video series that walks you through my scalable CEO model. And it really, it will really help you kind of think about what you need to do now to lay that roadmap that you can continue to follow all the way through seven figures and beyond. So if you'd like to get that, you can, I think you'll link to it in the show notes below, but it's at wendybreakstone.com. And up in the right-hand corner, there's a big red button that says free video training. And I look, would love look for you out to check for, it the, out. for the big red button always. The big red button. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. We have a link. We do have a link guys. It's so, so easy. Wendy, thank you so much. You were a lovely guest and I'm sure that the guys enjoyed it. Guys, if you have any questions, pop them in the comments, Wendy and I will come back and Absolutely. Uh, we'll reply. And I will see you on the show up standout next week, next Friday. Wendy, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, Juliet. Have a great day. It was a pleasure. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Show Up, Stand Out. With me, your host and your online visibility strategist, Juliet Stapleton. 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you are ready to be more visible and create an impact, check out julietstapleton.com to see how I can support you on this journey and help you show up fearlessly and with ease.